You're listening to the Sunday morning service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Butler. To learn more about us, please visit harvestbibleonline.org. How many know God has His hand upon us? He really does. He really does. And uh, I just want to share this morning, I got a call from a good friend of mine. And why you know, they know better than to call me on Sundays, uh, but he called me. I was here really early. I, I you know I get here at six thirty every Sunday morning, and uh, just to prepare, just to you know get myself ready, and also make sure that everything's good for here. But uh, and so I got a call this morning, and he just said, "Hey, listen, the Lord just spoke to my heart about some things, and he shared about something. And this is what he shared. He said, this is what I saw, and this is what I feel.' He goes, I feel like over your church right now, it's like there's like this tornado in a good way, and there's like the and what it it's like it, the tail keeps coming down. It keeps coming down, but it actually wants to stay on the ground and just just do some supernatural things. And uh, so we were praying, and it just it was just a unique thing. And he's he's a prophet of God, and he's a really neat guy. Um, and so he just did that to mess me up this morning. <laughs> To get me all like ready to go here, but I have a great message for you. But I mean, just want to stir your hearts to expect. You know, we, when we have an expectation, God touches our lives, and it's not wildfire; it's the revival and the supernatural power, and it's God's presence to meet every need that you have. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah to Jesus. Well, if you have your Bibles, turn to Colossians chapter two. I've got 10 points this morning, so y'all going to have to listen fast, okay? told that in the first service, they're going to have to listen. And uh, when I say 10 points, it's, I've got 10 things that God uh, you know, kind of gave to me or showed me and, and about the Word of God, because my title this morning is Our Normal. Our Normal. You know, everybody wants to get you back to a new, more, new, new normal in the world. They want to get you all these new things, all this stuff. It's, this is the way it is now, this way it has to be. You need to under, understand, as Christians, we have a normal. And we have a normal that never changes. These are things that never, never change. Okay? This is things that don't change. They don't change. This is what does not change. And so, how many of you know that Jesus, hallelujah, never changes? Hebrews 13, 8 says that Jesus Christ is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? Malachi 3, 6, I am the Lord God and I change not. Hallelujah. God doesn't change. He doesn't. The same thing. God is doing the same thing. And how many of you know that no matter what's going on on the earth, no matter what has happened in the last year and a half on the earth, has not changed your position in heaven? It hasn't changed your position in heaven. It hasn't changed who you are in Christ. It hasn't changed any of the promises of God. Amen? It hasn't changed that aspect of it. See, it, now our natural areas and all of the things around us, that has changed. But our position in Christ has not changed. Amen? Hallelujah. We need to, so I'm going to give you 10 things that haven't changed. And this is our normal. This is our normal as the body of Christ. And this is how we're supposed to walk. We're supposed to walk in the kingdom of God. We've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of his dear son. Amen? So we walk in the, these are kingdom principles. These are things that are non-negotiables. And what we have to do is we have to make sure that we're responding to what he has for us. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glad for your enthusiasm, but I'm going to preach it to you anyways. I know you at home, that's why I get to pick on the people at home, not pick on, I get to say, yay, you're dancing on the couches, the kids are jumping in your head, all kinds of wonderful things here. But look at this right here. Look at uh, Colossians chapter 2, beginning reading with verse 8. It says, don't 
let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking. Oh, my God, I'm going to read that again so you'll get this, okay? Because, I mean, everybody's vying for your voice. Everybody's vying. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from the spiritual powers, it says in the New Living. Really, it's spiritual principles of this world rather than from Christ. For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in human body. So you also are complete through your union with Christ, who is the head over every ruler and authority. Amen? Don't let anything, don't let anyone capture you with philosophies or capture you with high-sounding nonsense. How many everyone wants to get you to corral and they want to get you to get brought into bondage of some things here? You need to understand, you need to, we, we, we walk in peace with all men as much as in us is, as much as we can, but we've got to walk to the different beat of a different drummer. We've got to walk to the things of God. Amen? Hallelujah. We, we've got to do this. We've got to take hold. Turn with me, if you would, over to Ephesians chapter uh, 1. And I'm going to make you turn in your Bibles. I'm not just going to quote it to you. I know I can quote it to you. But I'm, you're just not going to sit there. If not, they can maybe try to keep up with me. It could be a little hard for them, but that's okay. Because the very first thing, the very first thing that is non-negotiable, non-changeable, the very first thing about our normal is that our position and our privileges in Christ have not changed. Everything that Jesus bought and paid for, how to be on the cross and, and do defeating the enemy and being raised from the dead, everything that the resurrection brought is ours. It's ours, okay? Our position, we're still seated at the right hand of the Father. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6 says that he raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places. So we're together with Christ, amen? Here in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, he said this, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all or with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundations of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. I kept going backwards. I just wanted to get to accepted in the beloved, but it just kept getting better as we went backwards and better as we went forward. It says, and also verse seven says, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Amen? We see what God has. Hallelujah. Now let me read that to you out of the New Living Translation because it gives, it just, it enlightens it a little bit more. He said this, all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. Because we are united with Christ, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. That is what he wanted to do. That is what he wanted to do. And it gave him great pleasure. Mm. I love that. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has pointed out or poured out on us who belong to his dear children or to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. 
Glory to God. Why is it so important? If you know who you are and your position in Christ, then everything else is going to fall into place. See, like I said, no matter what goes on on earth, no matter what has happened on earth, does not change your position in heaven. We always look and see things through our position in heaven, through the blood of Jesus, through the name of Jesus, and who we are in Christ and where we're seated. Always, always where we're seated. And then privileges. You know, we have some rights. But these are spiritual rights. These are things that we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing. Glory to God. We've been redeemed. We've been bought with a price. God's given us authority. He has done that. Amen. See, so the first thing you've got to take hold of is no, that doesn't change. Our position and our privileges do not change. Do you know what else doesn't change? Number two is God's promises. God's word, God's promises does not change. Aren't you glad for that? Go with me over to 2 Peter. 2 Peter. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 2 Peter chapter 1. Hallelujah. Amen. See, if you don't get excited, I'm going to get excited anyway. You're going to take hold of it. But God's promises never change. You know, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20 says, All of the promises of God in him are yes. And in him, amen, so be it. All of the promises of God. And God promised a lot of things. God has promised us. He's given stuff. He's made it ours. And how we look at this and what we do. But let's read this. Reading First uh, Peter or Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3, it says, By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. Great and precious promises. Great and precious promises, hallelujah. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. We can escape all the junk that the world's doing, all of the corruption, all of the things that are around us. Thank God we can escape that. Now look at verse 5. In view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. In view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Our response to the promises of God is what makes his promises so real. It amazes me is that you can share. Well, let me just share with the Bible. Let me share the word of God. And people go, I know that. I, I read that. I heard that. And you know right then and there, oh my gosh, no, they don't know it. No, they haven't heard it, and it doesn't mean anything. Because when you know and you hear the word of God that God said, I mean, if you had somebody in the natural who said, listen, and they've got the means to, to do everything, and they've got the ability to buy or to pay, and they can loan, they say, hey, I'm going to give you, you know, a million dollars, or I'm going to give you 10,000, I'm going to give you 100,000, I'm going to take care of this, and you know they can, and you know their word is good, you don't go, oh, I know that. <laughs> Oh, I know that. Yeah, I knew you were going to do that. No, you're like, oh, man, thank you. Wow. Why, you would really? Oh, man, wow, awesome. Because you believe that. And yet we don't believe God's word. See, notice, let's read it again. In view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promise. It, our response to the word of God determines the result that we get out of the word of God. See, God's promises, listen, this is our normal. This does not change. This is what doesn't change. His promises never change. His word is forever settled in heaven. Amen? 
It doesn't change. It doesn't change. Let me tie the third one into the, because see, we got God's provision. We got God's privileges. Now we got God's promises, but now we got God's word and his faithfulness to it. That never changes. God's word never changes. Remember what he said in Isaiah 55 verse 11? He said, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish the thing whereunto I sent it and it will prosper in it. His word. I mean, Psalms 119 verse 89 says, your word, O Lord, is forever settled in heaven. His word. His word. You know, Hebrews 11 3 says that, guess what? The worlds were framed by the word of God. They're holding it up. So when you got up and you saw the sunrise or you got up and you see the world still here, God's word is still holding everything together. So God's promised to it. God promised it until it takes place. So when you hear the scriptures and when you see the word of God, you kind of go, isn't that nice? Ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, ay. I look at that and go, oh my gosh. You know, there's a scripture in the Old Testament that says, God's not a man that he should lie. Neither is the son of man that he should repent. Has he not said it? Will he not do it? Has he not spoken it? Will he not bring it to pass? Guess what? He's going to bring it to pass. His word, his plan, his purpose. See, this is our normal. Our normal is, glory to God. Hey, I got a position. I got some privileges. I got some rights because I'm in the kingdom of God. My norm is I got some promises from God, from a God who cannot lie, from a God who doesn't change, from a God who makes his word his bond, and a God who brings his word to pass, and a God who's faithful. He's faithful to it. And I'm going to respond to those promises. I'm going to receive those promises. Praise God. I'm going to thank God that he's magnified his name. I'm going to thank God that his word is truth. See, when something's real to you, it's never old. It becomes life to you. It becomes life to you. It's just something that you believe, something you take hold of. Hallelujah. See, God said he's going to do it. God said in, in Philippians chapter you know, 4, you know, 419, he said that I'm going to supply all of your needs according to my riches and glory by Christ Jesus. All of his riches. And, that's what God said. See, so the fourth thing is, is that God's going to take care of the church. God's going to take care of it. There's going to be plenty and plenty, plenty. No matter how bankrupt everything else goes, God's going to make sure that the church is blessed. Amen. God's going to make sure that we, we allow his word, his plan, his prayer. Because God's will for us is that we're his kids and he is going to make sure that his his kids, his church, finish their course. Yes. Amen? I mean, that's the fourth thing, is that God's desire that we, for us to know that there will be provision. There will be things. And God said this, 3 John 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So our job is to keep our soul prospering. We've got to renew our minds. We've got to get thinking on the right things. Amen? See, when you talk about this, they go, Pastor, I know all that is true, but how come it's not happening in my life? Because your response is wrong. Your response is wrong. You, first of all, you've got to agree that God's right and you're wrong. So if you'll agree that God's right and you're wrong, you'll agree with his word over your word. And you'll agree with his life for you over your life that you're experiencing. Amen? Because you can change your life. These don't change. I don't care if you lost your job. I don't care if you got sick. I don't care what happened. These promises don't change. God will turn it around for you. God will do everything. It's like he said that we sang a song about the name of Jesus for every addiction and every stronghold and every depression. That name's above every name. Glory to God. That name is still just as powerful today as it's always been. Amen. 
Thank God for here. Thank God for the word of God. Hallelujah. That's only number four. We got to keep going. Hallelujah. We got to keep moving right along. Number five. Number five is that God's got a dream. God's got a plan. God said he set some things in motion for you and I. Amen. And most of us have let go of our dreams. Most of us have fallen away. We've backed away from the things of God. Amen. We've backed up from it. But this is what we have and what we can be and who we are. It's what God has planned for us. Amen. Let me just share with you. If you're born again here this morning, if you've made Jesus the Lord of your life, let me just share with you. You did not, you know, in in everything, choose him. He chose you. Hallelujah. The Bible says that he did. He said, I chose you. You didn't choose me. I chose you. And I chose you so that your fruit were in me. The Bible says, no man can come to God unless the Holy Spirit draws him. Yes, when you got drawn, you had to accept. Yes, you had to receive. Yes, you had to believe in your heart and say with your mouth. You had to say, once you were confronted with, I need a savior. Once you were confronted with, and I'm a sinner. Once you were confronted with, you know what? I want life eternal. Then you did have to choose. But God came after and he chose you. So God wanted you because why? Because he touched your heart. Because he went after He got people to come across your path. He got somebody to talk to you. And, he t- and you accepted. And when you did, glory to God, God had a plan and a purpose. You know, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans I have for you. Plans of good and not of evil. Plans to bring an expected end or a future and a hope. Amen. Hallelujah. God has a plan and a purpose. We look at this and say, yeah, oh man, all of the dreams, you know, nobody has any kind of, because they go, man, Jesus is coming. Yes, he is coming. But glory to God, you still got a dream so that you can help people. Dream to enjoy life. Dream because why? We're in a different country. We are in a different, when I say different country, we're in a different kingdom. Amen. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. We need to know what we have spiritually and then operate that way. Because guess what? The world's going to get darker. They, I mean, come on. How many laws can they do to, to, do, to do ungodly things? They're just getting them out by the hundreds. It's crazy. I mean, we, we've just gone crazy. We want to be the, the worst nation in the world is what they're trying to do. But God bless them. Hallelujah. They can't stop because you know what? Our nation is blessed because of us. Hallelujah. Our nation is blessed because we're the church. And every nation is blessed because the church is in there. And how the church goes, so goes our nation. How we go, so goes our nation. Don't let anybody, they can legislate, they can legislate lawlessness, they can legislate immorality, they can legislate, they can make everything be legal, but that doesn't mean it's legal for us, and that doesn't mean it affects us. We let God be God in our lives. Amen? We're operating from a kingdom principle over here that God's got a dream of what we can have and what we can do or what we can be. Glory to God. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 through 12 says this. It says, but it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has received them to us through his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For no man knows the things of man except the spirit of the man which is in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have not, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. God's given us so many freely things. God has opened up our eyes. We know the first part says, I hasn't seen. But verse 10 says, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. Amen. You know, one of my favorite scriptures, and it's been one of my favorite scriptures when I first grabbed a hold of it, is Romans 8, 28. All things work together for the good to those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. 
Now, do you believe all things work together for your good? Do you believe all things are working together for good? Or do you think all bad's going to happen? Do you have, I don't know how we're going to handle this. I don't know how we're going to do this. But do you believe that all things work together for the good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose? Do you love God? And believe it or not, if you're a Christian, you are called. You're called because that's number six, is that God's calling and what he's put in us does not change. The gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. Hallelujah. People say, well, I'm not called to be a pastor. I'm not called. No, 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 no. You're called to be a Christian. Ephesians chapter four, verse one says, listen, we need to walk worthy of the vocation and the calling where which God has called us. We need to walk worthy of that calling, calling of being a Christian, calling of being been brought and paid for by the blood of Jesus. Amen. God's called us. He's equipped us. He's sustained us. See, these are things that doesn't change. You can do all you want to. You can go and do what you want to do, but that doesn't stop the calling of God on your life. That doesn't stop the gift and the graces that God has given unto you. Amen. John 15, 16 says, you didn't choose me. I chose you and I've chose you so that your fruit may remain. And so that whatever you ask in my name, I'll do it. Hallelujah. See, God's called us. There's a calling that we have. See, we've looked around and said, man, what's going on? How can we do this? Oh my gosh. Listen, we've been called into the kingdom for such a time as this. You know, you've heard me say I was born for this and I was. I was. I went through all the things I went through. I spent the last 40 years in ministry just to get to here. Yeah, just to get to here. And I say that because I'm in my, going to be completing 42nd year at the end of May. I've completed 42 years being in, in ministry and preaching the gospel. So the thing about it is, is that I'm not bragging on me. I just know that I spent all that time just for right now. I'm just now beginning to start do something. Hallelujah. So get ready. I've grown up. I finally got old enough to say, hey, I think I know a little bit now. You know, I mean, after 40 years, you fall over and learn a few things just, just based on a few facts of what, what happens, what takes place in it. Because believe it or not, we happen to think that we're the ones choosing our life. Listen, God said in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 28, he said, or verse 18, he said, God set each person in the, in the church. God set each one of us. God's the one, you know, and one of the biggest problems that we have is that we've been running around trying to tell God what our life's going to be like instead of allowing God to be the one who tells us what it should be. See, we we need to get a hold of of the groundwork of in the kingdom here because these are things that don't change. Nothing that goes on earth can change anything that I've said so far. Here's the seventh thing. Thank God we have hope. The glorious hope that we have. See, that's what sets us apart from every other religion, sets us apart from everybody else. Because I say, we don't understand you Christians, you guys just think you're better than everybody else. No, we just have more hope. We have a hope, and our blessed hope is the Lord Jesus Christ. Our Savior lives. He's alive. We don't grieve like those that grieve. Yes, we have grief, but we don't grieve like those that have no hope, the Bible says. Because we know why. Why? We know that anybody that dies in the Lord, we know they're in our future. We know that death is an enemy, but that death is not eternal. Hallelujah, because they were born again. So now they're, they're with the Lord. We understand and know that they're out there cheering us on. Hallelujah. And that that's where we're going. That's where we're headed. Hallelujah. To be and be reunited reunited with them. Amen. But we've got hope. See, Hebrews 11, one says, but without faith, you know, Hebrews 11 says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. See, the problem, if you, if you don't have anything to hope for, you have nothing to put your faith on. And people lost hope in a lot of things. They've lost hope. We don't lose hope because our hope is in Jesus. Hallelujah. And we just celebrated resurrection. We know that he's alive. 
And here's the thing, folks. If he pulled that off, guess what? He's coming back. He's going to pull that off too. Hallelujah. We have hope. We have hope. You know, why is it so important to take hold of this? Because we need to look forward to that. Man, if you don't have hope, you're in trouble. Listen, we've got to work in this crazy world. We've got to do things we have to do. But thank God, we don't have to let all of the dynamics of this, we don't have to let all of the nonsense that they're trying to put on us put us in bondage. Because see, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness of God made all the earth. God did, and God's going to make sure that the church does its job. We're going to continue to do what God says to do. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because you remember, what do you remember the, the apostles? In Acts chapter 1, they're standing there looking up. Jesus left them. And I just totally believe they'd be, they have statues there today. Looking up, this is where he went. You know, if the angels hadn't come down and said, hey, why are you guys looking up? This guy, that, you know, Jesus, he's coming back the same way. He's coming back the same way. Oh, he's going to come back? Yeah, he's going to come back the same way. Oh, you mean we have hope? We have hope. They didn't have any hope. They had lost all their hope. They seen Jesus go. They thought, he was here for 40 days. We got to see him two or three times. Wow. And we just thought maybe this, and then, but he's gone now. Look at, he, is he coming back? And the angel said, he's coming back the same way he went. <gasps> See, now you go do what he said. Go tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power. Until you get the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit fell. Hallelujah. And then they begin to see things and know things. But see, we, here it is. We have this hope. One of the greatest hope we have. Jesus is coming. Hallelujah. That's not an escape theology. That's, that's a last two-minute warning theology. That's a theology of known glory. I got hope. And in the midst of that, I know he's coming again. Amen. We've got to take hold of this. Amen. Amen. The eighth thing is this, is that, guess what? The Great Commission has not changed. God's mission, God's plan, God's purpose for the church, God's purpose for sending Jesus has not changed. The Great Commission is we need to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes and is baptized is saved. He that believeth not is damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they're going to speak, you know, cast out devils. They're going to speak with new tongues. They're going to take up serpents. They're going to, you know, uh, if they eat any deadly thing, it shall, and they're going to lay hands on the sick, and the sick shall recover. And so they went everywhere preaching the word, and the Lord working with them, confirming the word with signs following. Amen? And so there was great joy. So that's Mark chapter 16, verses 15 through 21. What happens is that we take hold of the word of God. It's the same great commission. Go ye into all the world and make disciples. God's still playing. God, you know, God didn't go, wow, 2020, wasn't expecting that. <laughs> kind of stopped all of my worldwide evangelism. And it did stop all the things we were doing. But it didn't stop evangelism. It didn't stop people getting saved. It didn't stop the It stopped all the programs. It stopped all the man-made things. And it stopped those who were just playing games, and it stopped those who were just doing it to do it. But those, those that, that God had called, those that God, we found ways to get around. We found things. We had people on the ground. We've been preparing. We've been doing. And so the Great Commission is still here. Now, the problem is most people think that's the Great Suggestion. It's not. It's the Great Commission. You know, it's not, it's, not, it's not a suggestion. It doesn't change. It doesn't change. Our, our mission, our, the God's plan for Harvest Bible Church, the vision that we have is still going strong. We're still there to bring back the king. We're still to bring a strong local church. We're still to get people born again, build them up, how to live in this life, how to walk in the things of God, how to operate in the realm of the spirit. Amen. All the things of God, because that's all spiritual things. Amen. That doesn't change. 
It just, you know, it just, the urgency of it does because we know that we're closer because people are just getting more and more crazy. Amen? Hallelujah. Number nine is this. It's called this, the help that we have within us. Aren't you glad you're not by yourself? Wow. Wow, wow. Remember in Acts 1.8, he said, you shall, but, you know, after the Holy Spirit comes, you shall receive power. And you shall become witnesses in Judea and Jerusalem and Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. He said, you're going to receive power. There's going to be a witness. There's going to be that we have power on the inside of us. John 16, 13 says, but how be it when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of himself, but those things which he hear, he'll, and he'll show you things to come. Aren't you glad he's going to show us things to come? That we got help. We got help. First John 4, 4 says, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Who have you overcome? All the foul, lying spirits of everything that's going on in the world. He says, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Why? Because greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. The spirit of God. Romans 8, 11 says that that same spirit that raised up Christ from the dead dwells in you. It'll quicken your mortal body. It'll bring life to that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. We see these things. We understand these things because that's what he said. We've got help on the inside of it. That's why we always declare greater is he. See, if you know the spirit of God that's working in you is far greater than the the spirit that's working in the world. And they can't help but act like the way they act. Okay, that's what they're doing. We've got to start acting the way we're supposed to be acting so that there's a difference in this, so they can begin to see it. We're supposed to make sure that we're responding to all of these things, to the promises of God. And here's the last one. Get ready. Because this is one I wanted to get to the whole time. This one started and then we backed up. Amen? Because this is good. If you don't get any of the other nine, get this one. Because this one's simple. This one's the best one out of everything. Hallelujah. And this one simply is this. This never changes. This is our normalcy. God loves us. And God is committed to us. Jesus loves me. This I know. And if he loves me, and if you know this, see, remember I get back to when people say, well, I know God loves me, but he had to because I snuck in the back door. No, glory to God. God loves you because you came to. No man can come unto the Father except through Jesus because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You can't get to heaven any other way. Amen. There might be a ton of ways to get to Jesus, but there's only one way to the Father, and there's only one way to heaven, and that's through Jesus. Amen. That's through Jesus. So we take hold of it. But why, what makes it so hard for us to know about the love of God? Go with me to Romans chapter 8. Go to Romans chapter 8. I, I was going to quote it to you, and, uh, but you guys are just sitting there enjoying it. So you got to get over here. Get over to Romans chapter 8. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And uh, <laughs> Amen. And I'm going to read it to you out of the New Living Translation. It's so good. Romans chapter 8, verse 31. Hallelujah. Nothing can separate us from God's love. Amen. He said this. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one, for God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one, for Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. Can anything separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or persecuted or hungry or death? or in danger or threatened with death? 
No, we, and we're all going to have that. He says, as the scripture says, for your sake, we are all killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all of these things, overwhelmingly victory is ours through Christ who loved us. Overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. Now, I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, nor our fears for today, nor our work about tomorrow not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love no power in the sky above or in the earth below indeed nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord hallelujah glory to God Paul declared and was sharing and declaring what God, nothing can separate us from the love of God. God's love, and he's committed to us. Now let me read you the amplified version of Hebrews chapter uh, 13, verse 5 and 6. It says, let your character or moral disposition be free from the love of money, including greed or avarience and lust and craving for earthly possessions. Then he says, and be satisfied with your present circumstances and with what you have. For he, God himself, has said this, I will not in any way fail you you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not. Now, how many of you know when your mama calls you three times, you are dead? <laughs> you know, daddy only calls once and then you're dead, but mama calls you three times, life is over, especially when she uses your middle name, your first and middle name, you just know we're all in trouble. Okay, God said, I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake you, nor let you down, relax my hold on you, assuredly not, so we take comfort and are encouraged and confidently and boldly say, the Lord is my helper, I will not be seized with alarm, I will not fear or dread or be terrified, what can man do to me, amen, God loves us. He loves and he's committed to us. God's committed. How committed he gave Jesus for us. See, everything I just shared with you, there's no conditions. Those are all, they don't ever change. Everything that I shared with you, Jesus already did. He already bought and paid for. He did it through his death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. He lived and he gave everything for you and I. Those are just simple things that we have. But like I said, we've got to respond. How do we respond? We've got to respond to these things. We've got to respond to the promises of God. We've got to believe. Wait a minute. Jesus loves me. Jesus, and he's committed to me. Not only does he love me, but he said he'd never leave me or forsake me. He said, he said I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't. He told me three times he ain't going to do it. I know he's not going to do that. And he's given me his spirit on the inside. I've got that help from within. I've got the greater one living and dwelling on the inside of me. Glory to God. He's told me to, to go and to share and to love. And he said he would be with me everywhere I go. He's going to be with me. All things work together for the good to those that love God and are called according to his purpose. Hallelujah. Well, I love God and I'm called according to his purpose to be a Christian, to be a child of God. That's what he said. And I've got a position in heaven. I'm seated at the right hand of the Father. Lord, I've got some rights and privileges. Hallelujah. That God gave me as being a child of God. I've got some promises that are mine. There are promises that he's given. His promises, hallelujah, that he's going to meet and supply all of my needs. His promises, that, glory to God, that we are going to finish our course. That we are going to finish. We're going to fight the good fight. We are going to run the race. We are going to finish our course just like the Apostle Paul said. Hallelujah. And there's going to be a crown of righteousness up for us. There's things that we're looking for, things that we're going, but we're going to declare that. We're going to walk in it. Amen? Hallelujah. That's what God's given unto us. It's ours. It's ours. Hallelujah. 
And we just thank God, hallelujah, that we've got this great hope that nobody can take the hope because nobody can take Jesus. We've got this great hope, hallelujah. We've got this amazing hope, hallelujah, that's ours, and that's Jesus. And these are just simple things. This is our normal. People say, you guys are just crazy. You know, you're not being, you know, you're just not being, you know, factual or you're not being realistic. And I smile at that all the time. When some people say, you're not being realistic, I say, I'm being more real than you've ever seen. Because the things that are seen are temporal. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18 says that while we look not at the things that are seen, because the things that are seen are temporal, that means they're subject to change. We look at the things that are not seen, because the things that are not seen, they're eternal. Hallelujah. And if you back up, it says, this light affliction in verse 17, this light affliction is just for a moment. It doesn't have anything compared to what this eternal weight of glory, how awesome as it is. Because it says this, that though the out, verse 16 says, though the outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. So I just get stronger and stronger and stronger. That's the promises. That's what I have. So these are mine. These are things. This is our normal. So yeah, this is our normal. This isn't a hype. And I don't care if you think it is because I have fun. Hallelujah. I always preach me happy. I do. Because see, the crazy thing about it is I actually believe this. I do. And God just comes through. He's an amazing, amazing God. Hallelujah. So let's just take these 10 simple things. Say, this is my normal. My normal is I'm seated in heavenly places. My normal is all the promises of God are yes and amen. And they're just coming and overtaking me. Glory to God. God's word. Hallelujah. He's committed to his word. And he's faithful to his word. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you. Glory to God. Lord, you're so good. You're so amazing. Mm. Once again, Father, I just preach myself happy. You just remind me of who you are. Remind me of what you have. Thank you, Father, that these are things that are in the kingdom. They're just in the kingdom, and we're in the kingdom. You said the kingdom of God is within us. Father, I believe with all of my heart that this is just the beginning. It's just, it's just a time and a season that we've got to ride and go and do, and it's not going to stop. I believe we're going to have this to where I believe that this was shared and, and spoken to me by my friend and as we were praying this morning that it is going to be like a tornado but that tornado is going to come down it's going to touch the ground but it's not going to leave the ground once it comes down to the ground it's going to be here until Jesus comes hallelujah because when it gets taken up off the ground the church is going to get taken up off the ground hallelujah we're going to rise up together with it but we are going to ride this wave and we're going to ride this thing and we're going to do and we're going to finish we're going to finish our course. We're going, to finish. we're going to see people born into the kingdom of God. Those that are hungry. Those that want. And we're going to see your power. And we're going to see your glory. Your supernatural taking place at Harvest Bible Church. That's my heart. It's what I'm praying. It's what I'm seeking. What I'm desiring. Lord, I love you. I commit to you. I do. I commit to you. Commit to you to be a vessel that you can use. But I commit to you humbly. Father, because you get all the glory. You're the one that you're the one that declared all you're the one that said all this, Lord. You're the one that promised all this. And you did it in Christ. You did it for us. Hallelujah. Your love is so great. You love us so much. Father, I thank you for those that are here under my voice and those that are watching. Father, your great love, let it penetrate to their hearts. Hallelujah. Because you love us and you are committed. You're committed. You gave your son. You're committed. This is your story. This is your plan. This is your purpose. And we're all in it. And we love you and we praise you. Thank you, Father. Be glorified in us, Lord. Be glorified in us. 
Now, Father, as our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, if there's anyone here under the sound of my voice that doesn't know Jesus Christ, they may have come here today, been invited by folks, wondering what it's all about. But Jesus, you're so amazing. If there's somebody watching, Jesus loves you. He died for you. And for you to receive him is just believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth. That's what happens. That's what takes place. He loves you. He cares for you. And that's the key. If you're here and you need Jesus to be the Lord of your life, man, shoot your hand up. Realize, hey, pray for me. I want Jesus. How do he love you? He cares for you. Hallelujah. And if you're watching this and you say, you know what? Are you right, preacher? Yes, I'm right. You just let the Spirit of God touch your life. You accept Jesus. You believe in your heart. You confess. You just call on Jesus. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I believe that you, that you came, that you lived, that you died. I want you as my Savior and my Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Mm. And now, Lord, I pray for the body of Christ at Harvest Bible Church. And I pray for all those watching and all those that are here that once we leave this door, we are going out on a mission field. And we're going out to let them know we've got, it. We've got our own normal. It's not a new normal. It's a normal that we've supposed to have been walking in all along. But it's our normal. And our normal is to have hope. Our normal is to recognize the promise of God. Our normal is to understand our position that we've been called into the kingdom for such a time as this to help all those that come in contact, to give them hope, to give them peace, to give them strength. Hallelujah. To lead them to Jesus so they can get their own strength and their own peace. Hallelujah. And everything that we have. Hallelujah. It's not to be selfish. Oh, but it's to give it all away. Lord, thank you for that. Thank you, thank you, thank you for it, Father. And Father, I just, I, I just honor you and love you. I just trust that the word of God has, has penetrated to the hearts of the hearers and that this message has been a blessing to them. Lord, I honor you for it now. And it's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Harvest Bible Church in Stockton, California. If you live in the area, we would love to have you join us at one of our services on Sundays and Wednesdays. You can check us out at harvestbibleonline.org for location and times. We hope to see you soon.